It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Good morning. Welcome to Tuesday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports as we kick off a brand new day. Tom, Ward, Ryan, glad to have you with us. Plenty to get to today. Plenty to talk about. Ward, good morning. How are we? Good. Ryan, good morning. How are we? I'm good. How are you, Tom? I'm good. Ward, you know what today is? Game day. It is. You you guys excited? Yeah, I mean, playing games don't do a whole lot for me, but it's a start. <laughs> it's it's a start. Uh, so you, what do we got, Ryan? Two today and two tomorrow? Yes, we have two today, uh, starting with Southeastern Missouri at A&M Corpus at 640 Eastern. So it would be 540 our time, then 810 our time, Pittsburgh taking on Mississippi State. You know who used to coach Pittsburgh, don't you? No. Gene Iba. Oh, okay. All right. 100 years ago. All right, what else What else do we got? Uh, tomorrow night, it'll be at 540, Farley Dickinson against Texas Southern. Uh-huh. And then at 810, it'll be Nevada versus Arizona State. There you go. So we're off and running. These all, are All four games in Dayton, Ohio. And then those four teams, will the four winners will then disperse and head out to... <laughs> be sacrificial lambs? I don't know. They become the, what, the 16th seed, and, and they get the number one seeds in the uh, in the four regions? Uh, two of the teams will be 16 seeds. The other ones will be 11 seeds. Will they really? Yes. So oh, I thought they were all four fighting for those 16 spots. See, that tells you what I know. No, so okay. So they're going to be 11s. Yes, uh, Farley Dickinson and Texas Southern are playing for 16s. Southeastern Missouri and Annam Corpus are playing for 16s. Then the Pitt, Mississippi State, and Nevada, Arizona State are for 11 seeds. Okay. Has to be play-ins. I don't know. It makes sense now because Houston in the opening round they're getting Northern Kentucky, which is a 16 seed. So I don't know how they determine. Right. I don't know how they determine which 16s get played in and 11s. I'm not sure how they do that. I don't either. Now, so it, well, the fact of the matter is, that's what they're doing. And we do begin tonight with the play-in game. So, there you go. All right. Uh, let's see. We, I, I would tell you this. We're going to visit with Shehan Jayaraja. We'll get caught up on college football today. Uh, Michael Katz is going to join us. Michael is a, a sports writer for the Northeast Mississippi Journal. We're going to talk about the Chris Beard hiring with uh, Michael. And uh, we'll also uh, we're also going to visit with Curtis Quillen. You know, KCE and Channel Six they uh, they do a good job covering sports not only here but also in the College Station area. And I want to get uh, just kind of interested what the vibe is in College Station after the Aggies were selected as a seventh seed and they get to play the Penn State Nittany Lions to open up the tournament. So we'll talk to uh, to Curtis coming up a little later on today as well. Plenty to get to. All right, Ward, I, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask, ask you your opinion on this anyway. You know what? I'm going to get to that in just a second. I, by the way, uh, I, I'm circling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that one for just a second. We're, we're going to get to it here 
before this break, but I, I, I do want to save it for just a second. Don't forget, we mentioned the NCAA and the play-in games. Baylor men will open on Friday at 12.30. That's the tip time. 12 o'clock is the broadcast time, Texas time, in Denver, Colorado, as Barbara. So that'll be uh, that'll be on on Friday, and then they'll play again Sunday should they win that game. We do not have that game time as of yet for Sunday. The uh, in, in yesterday when we were talking about the Baylor women and where they're going, they're going to Connecticut uh, to to open up the NCAA tournament, to, and they're going to open against Alabama. When we were on the air yesterday, we did not know the game time. We now know the game time. It is four thirty on Saturday afternoon with a four o'clock broadcast. That game on our sister station, one hundred four point nine FM. So there you have it. Uh, the uh, the Baylor women in Alabama on Saturday afternoon at four thirty Texas time with a four o'clock broadcast. Derek and Sophia. We'll be in Storage, Connecticut to bring you that one right here on our sister station, 104.9 FM. All right, uh, let's see. We we mentioned this, and I'm going to just get some quick thoughts here. Cowboys free, free agency is going on, uh, and Cowboys free up some cap room with Dak, Zach Martin, and your favorite wide receiver of all time of the, in a Cowboy uniform, Michael Gallup. I know how much you, you – or you, how much you love Michael Gallup. He's restructured his deal – and they're now about twenty-two million under the cap, so they're in pretty good shape. It may, and if they need more, they can go get more. So they got some other opportunities to to save some money. Will they use any cap money on a free agent? They need to, but I don't know if they will. History says they won't. No, yeah. not a significant signing. Mm-mm. What is the last time there's been a real significant free agent signing? I can't remember. I'll be honest. I'm talking about significant. Mm. Immediate impact. I don't know who it'd be. Me either. Was it? Okay, I'm thinking about a wide receiver that came in in the middle of the season. Would that have been a free agent or would that have been a trade? Who am I thinking about? That Amari Cooper deal was that? Yeah, a tra- that, was that, that was a trade. That that was in the middle of the year. That's who I was thinking about. Amari Cooper. Did that happen in the? Did that happen in the middle? That 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 did happen in the middle of the season, didn't it? It did. That huh. had to be a trade. Yeah, that had to be a trade. So, when was the last significant free agent signing for the Dallas Cowboys? I'm talking about this is a blockbuster. Knock your socks off. I don't know. I really don't know. Help us out. 254 is our CNC Collision Center text line. Last significant Cowboy free agent signing. I I, I really don't know. Why, why we th- Go ahead. It was a trade. Okay. While we think about that, this morning, I'm sitting at my desk listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You hear them every morning starting at 5 a.m. Central. And a caller called in and said, hey, listen, guys. We're all sick of talking about Aaron Rodgers. Talk about anything other than Aaron Rodgers. You're going to talk when Aaron Rodgers decides what he's going to do. You're going to talk about it forever. So do us a favor and talk about something other than Aaron Rodgers. 
and they immediately kind of got defensive, in my opinion, and said, hey, look, our research shows that this is, you know, he's, he's that kind of guy that everybody wants to talk about, good, bad, or indifferent. And so we talk about him all the time because research shows that that's what sports fans want to talk about. You buying that? I'm with the guy. Yeah, probably. You know, if there's some news, I get it. You, you, you know, if he decides that he's going to retire, which he's not, $60 million says he's not going to retire. But, you know, when he makes up his mind and decides what he's going to do, that's news. I get it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the impact it's going to have either on the Packers or on the Jets. Now, And I noticed that everybody's now leaning that it's either going to be retirement or the Jets, and it's not going to be retirement. So it's going to, you know, are the Packers really out of this thing? But anyway, uh, we'll talk about it. Everybody will talk about it. I mean, it's, it's a significant piece of news. But I'm with the guy. As long as there's no news, it's, is it really a story all across America? I mean, it is because the media creates it to be one. Yes, I, that's exactly correct. You know, and I hate to do this, but what brought, I think what brought it on was, and again, we all know that Aaron Rodgers is a guy that likes him some Aaron Rodgers. He tweeted out last night, S-U-L-L-L-L-L. And boy, everybody's trying to figure out what that means. A, I don't know what it means, and B, I don't care. But that got the, that got the Aaron Rodgers conversation going again, hot and heavy again this morning. You know, one guy said, so one guy said, I think he's talking about Sully, the uh, the pilot that landed on the Hudson River, New York. Uh, I don't know. You know, is that a sign? Is is Aaron Rodgers tweeting out? SU and then six L's. Is that worth nationwide coverage? Should it be? For somebody, it is. It is. I mean, it is, but I don't know what makes it that other than it's. That's exactly right. And he's, I guarantee you, he put it, that media is, in But Rogers. who knows why? Right. He put that tweet out knowing everyone will be talking Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. It, it was about. Aaron Rodgers liking him some Aaron Rodgers. He'd gone about 14 hours without hearing his name on, <laughs> on the radio. And, you know, so he's, <laughs> I just, I find that hilarious. But here we are, 7-11 on Tuesday morning, and we're talking about it. But I, I kind of agree with the caller. Move on already. And then circle back to it when there's really something to circle back to. So, anyway, I, I, I wanted to get everybody's opinion on that. So, all right. So we are off and running, and I tell you what we are going to do. We 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 got We really do have a lot of basketball we're going to get to. But I thought what we would kind of bounce around to some baseball next, and talk a little bit about the baseball, and and then we'll we'll get back to some football and basketball. We'll do that coming up in a couple of minutes. But uh, World Baseball Classic is underway. The American team played last night. Are we fully loaded? Do we have all of the premier players? Do we have all the best pitchers? 
are we are we as represented with with a roster as we could be? Are the very best players playing? I don't think so. Probably not. So we'll talk about it coming up in just a couple of minutes. This is game time. Your first word in sports at seven twelve, and uh, we are we're back to talk about the WBC. We'll do it next here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. So the other day when we were talking about whatever it was I was talking about, it's Thursday, <laughs> so we went into axe throwing. This was invented in the Middle Ages, I'm sure, across the ocean. 100 miles In the Middle more. East or Middle Asia. Middle Asia. Asia. Where, is the, that? Where, where exactly is that? In the middle. Oh, of course it is. Isn't it in the middle of the world? Kind of depends on where the earth is turning. Yeah, because it changes, right? <laughs> Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. The Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mexalicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their special margarita online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco, La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre, state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They're now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians and welders. They offer great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Are you paying more than you need to for your car? Have you considered a refinance to save money? Refinancing can get you a lower interest rate and as a result, decrease your monthly car payment, freeing up cash for other financial obligations. Learn about refinancing today at Genco. Then save even more by skipping your payments for the first 60 days, only from Genco Federal Credit Union. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. 
Just as it's heating up on the courts, and so are the deals during Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get a new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab with values up to $8,250 plus $500 to first responders. Or get 1.9% for 72 months. Pick from the best selection of brand new inventory in Central Texas. If we don't have exactly what you want, we can help you build the custom vehicle of your dreams. It's Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time. Your first word in sports, Tom Ward, Ryan. We're glad you're with us as we uh, move through a Tuesday morning. All right, fellas. I know Ward, you're 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 uh, you're a big baseball, uh, a football guy, but are you paying any attention to the WBC, the World Baseball Classic? Zero. Really? None. Mm-mm. You paying attention to spring training? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So this thing doesn't do anything for you. Mm-mm. Would it do anything for you if they played it in the middle of the year? Probably not. Would it do anything if they played it after the World Series in November where we're mm, knee-deep in football? No. Is there a good time to play this event? I, I don't need it. I mean, if I want to see, if I want to see, and I know it's not comparable, I guess, because major leaguers don't really play in the Olympics, but if I want to see countries play against each other, I'd rather see it in the Olympics. In baseball, is it in the Olympics? It, it was is. for a while, and then they took it out. I think I it's mean, back. Is it? Baseball and softball are back. I don't know, maybe. Uh, at first, when they started, you know, and they were going to play it, I was like, you know, are we doing this again? I was kind of like you. But then I've kind of gotten to where I'm paying a little attention to it. No. And Kind of interested. And then I'm curious about our roster. We won last night, right, Ryan? Uh, mercy rule fashion, yes. Mercy rule. We have a mercy rule in the World Baseball Classic? I believe it's like it's like the NCAA. It's 15 after 5, 10 after 7. How about that? Who'd we beat? Uh, it was in our pool. We lost to Mexico the other day. I think it was Hang on Canada. Canada. We, Canada. We lost... To Mexico the other day. Yes, in Phoenix, and it was it was like eleven to five. It was not a good showing there, but that's their only loss in pool play so far. They're two and one. That lone loss to Mexico. But have you looked at the roster? Have you studied yes. the roster a little bit? Yeah, it's. Do kinda, we have a good roster? Do we have the best roster oh, that we could assemble? Oh no, not at, not even close. No, there's a few like big name players. You got Mike Trout. Got Adam Wainwright. Uh, that does anything for you. There's a uh, Tim Anderson, really good uh, shortstop for the White Sox. Pete Alonso, home run derby winner a couple years back. Nolan Arenado, one of the top third basemen in baseball. But aside from that, pitching wise, de- not even close to full strength of what it could be. Overall roster. I mean, there's there's some a few really good players, but. 
not even close to the best roster Team USA could put out there. All right. Would it be a better roster if it was played at a different time in the year? And what is the best time to play this thing? I don't know. (laughs) Ward, we're going to play the darn thing. So now we got to find out where to place it. I'll tell you this. Max Scherzer says, you know, he's not going to play as long as it's during spring training because he's he's not ready to pitch at a com- you know at at that competitive level. For me personally, I looked at it and you know I'm I'm like I'm not ready to step into a quasi playoff game right now. You know, physically, I feel like if I do that, I'm rolling the dice with my arm. Uh, it's hard enough to try to make 33 starts, try to throw 200 innings as it is already with a normal ramp up in spring. Um, I, th- I just feel like if I'm trying to, if I go out there and try to do too much early in spring, it, it really could affect me throughout the season. Uh, like I said, it would be rolling the dice with it. So um, to say, it, you know, would there be a format where if the WBC was during the season, I think you would get more pitcher participation. And and more importantly, I think it would be more exciting for the fans because you would actually have starters built up. Uh, you wouldn't have guys on pitch counts or, you know, whatever it is that you'd actually have real guys going at it be a real game there you go a real game so he did he just say this is not a real game mm-hmm. wow wow uh don't tell the fans sunday night that watched puerto rico and i believe venezuela play on sunday night did you see the crowd in that ballpark nope it was rocking and i mean it was a raucous crowd too I think they played in Miami. Yes. And, and man, oh, man, uh, I watched quite a bit of that game. Martin Perez pitches for Team Venezuela as well. Yeah. Our guy. Our guy that's going to guide our franchise. Yeah, let's go out and get hurt before he's. That's the concern. Starts guiding our franchise. That is the concern for general managers and managers all across Major League Baseball. It's a dumb idea. It's it's a – it now, you know – what what everybody's doing? They're waving the flag, going, "Hey, you gotta come support your country, your team." Blah blah blah. But that's the fear of general managers and managers all across spring training right now, whether it be the Cactus League or the Grapefruit League. They are concerned about getting their guys back in one piece, and uh, you know, not uh, not overusing them or whatever the case may be, but. Could you imagine the guy going and, and, and blowing his arm out and needing Tommy John pitching in this event? Wow. And, you know, your roster – if Martin Perez goes down, then I'm going to have to rethink the Rangers winning the World Series this year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really am. I mean, it, it may change my mind. <laughs> Would it change yours? It's not going to change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got them locked in. To the, where, what, where's the parade going to be in Arlington, by the way? <laughs> Down Nolan Ryan Boulevard? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. It's not going to be a parade. You've got to be a believer, Ward White. You got I'm a believer be- in reality. <sighs> All right. So, not even close. Give it a try. Uh, you know. Nope. You'll watch this XFL with, with guys that can barely tie their shoes and they're playing football, but you won't watch baseball with real major leaguers. Because it's 
just doesn't matter. Again, and it may not, you know what, there's some validity to that in that in some places I'm sure it doesn't. But like a place where baseball is, that's all they got. I mean, it's all about that and maybe even some soccer. The Dominican Republic, for example, you don't think that they're not locked into this deal? And I told you, good for them. Puerto Rico and Venezuela Sunday night, it was huge. It was, you know, they there was some there was some pride in their countrymen going on in that game. I mean, Team USA. And- so so is soccer for them, but I, that doesn't mean I have to watch it. <laughs> no, you don't. But it's America's favorite pastime. Not anymore. No, I'm afraid you're right. I'm afraid you're right. All right. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll kind of keep an eye on it and sneak it in when Ward's not listening. <laughs> I'm a, fine. Talk about it. Uh, I, I just got interested in it. Sunday night was kind of cool. I mean, even though I didn't have a, a dog in the hunt, so to speak, but when I turned it on and, and there was Puerto Rico and Venezuela and and you know they're they're singing and they're dancing in the stands and they're waving flags and they're playing baseball. And, and there was a couple of home runs hit that may still be in the air. Uh, it, it was fun. It was fun to watch. So I, I just, watched a little bit of it. Just not into it. I'd rather watch a college baseball game. I'd rather watch a high school baseball game. Well, again, look, I'm I'm going when I'm when I'm thumbing through the dial and I and I see it, I'll stop. It's kind of like I do with the XFL, quite frankly. But which one do I stop on the longest? Baseball. I mean. I think the XFL right now still has got a ways to go. Good football. With the quality of football. I just, I, I am entertained, and I've said this a million times, I am entertained by all the microphones on and, and the conversations and the discussions and, you know, the guy talking about the rules and, and, and how they're going about the replay. I, I, it's, an ins- it's almost like we're, we're eavesdropping on, a, on several different conversations. And, I, I look, the presentation is pretty cool. The football, I still need think. I think it needs it needs some more pizzazz to it. It's just not holding me. But the the presentation from ESPN and, and those guys and Fox, I mean, it's it's pretty good. All right, uh, seven twenty five. Justin says on our CNC Collision Center text line, by the way, and I want we need to talk about this before we get to the break. The AP has A and M at number seventeen, and the NCAA has them at as a seven seed. That's somewhere between 25 and a 28 ranking. That's what's best for them, the NCAA. So Texas and Texas A&M have to play. Is that fair? Manipulating seeding seems something like the NCAA would do. Did they manipulate it? Or, I mean, again, I don't know why Texas A&M is a number seven. I don't. Did they put Texas A&M in Texas? On a collision course on purpose? I mean, they could have. They certainly could have. I'm not saying they did. I'm not saying they didn't, but they certainly could have. Uh, look, in a couple of years, they'll be playing anyway uh, in the uh, in the SEC, but could they have matched these two teams up? I don't know. I mean, it could it I really ju- don't care where they play. Until they play on Thanksgiving Day. I could not agree with you more. I was just about to say, if you're asking me, did the NCAA 
uh, put Texas and Texas A&M in the same bowl game, I'd say, yeah, or, or you know, or have something to do with that those bowls selecting those two teams. If they were at large type deals, I'd say yes, you know, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, am I curious to see how this goes? I'm curious to see how it goes just from A&M standpoint, quite frankly, because I think they're better than a seven. Do I think they're as good as Texas? No, I don't. But do I think they're better than a seven? Do I think they deserve to be ranked higher than a seven? Yes, I do. But that's where they are, so go play. You got to start with Penn State. And that, uh, you know, that begins, that's the, that's the first task, is to get past the Nittany Lions. All right, 728, we're off and running. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Shahan is coming up next. Baylor Bear Basketball from the NCAA Tournament on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor men's basketball opening play in the NCAA Tournament Friday in Denver against Cal Santa Barbara. High noon for the countdown to tip-off. 12.30 tip-off Friday. Follow the Bears through the NCAA Tournament with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. My house has a new With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Russ, and I work for Wackert Realtors with local offices in Waco and China Spring. I've lived in the Waco area for 20-plus years, and as an Army combat veteran, I understand the needs and concerns veterans and active duty have when it's time to find your dream home. My specialty is veterans, but I'm here to help all, whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. I've got you covered. Call Russ at 512-417-9772. Salute to all veterans in Central Texas. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Waco High beat University in a shootout to claim the district soccer title. Both teams now advance to the postseason. Baylor renews an old Southwest Conference baseball rivalry tonight as they host the Rice Owls. First pitch is at 6.30. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. MCC Baseball scored an 11-0 run rule win over Navarro yesterday. The Highlanders start conference play tomorrow with a doubleheader at Weatherford. Four pitchers for Puerto Rico combined for a no-hitter and a 10-0 win over Israel in the World Baseball Classic. Team USA, meanwhile, scored nine times in the first to beat Canada 12-1. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Seven thirty-three, game time. The name of the program. Your first word in sports here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor athletics. Tom Ward, Ryan, we are happy to have you with us on this Tuesday morning, and we're happy to talk some football. Let's uh, welcome into the program from CBSSports.com, Shahan Jayaraja. Shahan, good morning. Appreciate your time. Hey, let's begin with an article that that Dennis Dodd wrote, uh, and I'm I'm curious to get your take. Is the Pac-12 really in some trouble? I think we're coming down to decision time in a lot of ways. I, I think that a lot of people around the league want to have some sort of resolution uh, sometime in March or April. I, I'm probably a little more skeptical that uh, you know this is sort of imminent, that the Big 12 is ready, that these schools are ready to leave. You know, after uh, after CBS put out the article, I know that. Utah's athletic director, Mark Harlan, kind of came out and sort of refuted it and and said, you know, we're really in no sort of rush to, to make a decision to leave the league at this point. And I think that ultimately the Pac-12 schools would still rather stay together than any other uh, solution at the end of things. But obviously, I think that we're going to have to wait and see what, uh, what contract comes together, whether the schools do ultimately agree to it. But I, I think that we're probably a little further away from the Big 12 legitimately having a chance to nab those four Pac-12 schools at this point. But uh, certainly everything is still fluid at this point. Who has the biggest challenge in the Big 12 for spring football? That's a good question. I, I think that when you look at Oklahoma right now, after the struggles that they had last year, I think that they really need to come out strong and and put together a strong spring to set up the year two. I mean, they, they bring in another huge transfer class, another huge recruiting class. They're going to be flipping so much of their roster. And, and at this point, I mean, very few of the players left on the roster, a very small percentage, are players who were part of that 11-win team uh, under Lincoln Riley two years ago. I mean, this is Brent Venable squad heading into year two uh, in a lot of ways and you know there's benefits to that but that's there's also a lot of downsides this is not a team that's uh, that's had success together at this point so I, I think they're going to have to figure out a whole lot another team that I'm going to be very curious about uh, from an offseason perspective is you know TCU loses a lot from their team that made the national championship game obviously I, I think that we feel pretty confident that Chandler Morse is going to be the quarterback over there but they have big holes to fill on both sides of the ball and 
you know, it's going to be really important for them to kind of try and figure out uh, what, what they're doing and what their vision is. And the, the last team that I'm really going to be keeping a close eye on is Oklahoma State, who they're the only team in the Big 12 that's confirmed at this point that they're not having a spring game. So we might not get a good look at, at things in the next couple of weeks, but they had an absolute exodus over the past couple of months and they're going to have to pull things together and find a way to, to be a competitive team uh, or Mike Gundy might, uh, you know, in his own way, be in trouble. Hey, I want to talk a little bit about uh, where we're going from a, from a financial standpoint. Is there ever going to be an end to this? I mean, I look up and I see an article today and I don't know, it may be an older article, but the two coordinators, including Kevin Steele, by the way, the former Baylor head coach, they're going to make $1.9 million as assistant coaches. I mean, that's, that's insane, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, the the thing that I think that a lot of uh, coaches and programs are dealing with right now is, you know, a lot of these uh, assistant coaches that made their major programs aren't just making more than group of five coaches, but are making in some cases more than double what group of five coaches are making at this point. I know that in conference USA, you know, we're talking about coaches making about $800,000 and now all of a sudden, to be an assistant at Alabama, you're making $2 million. It's crazy at this point. And the thing is, I don't know, it might continue to get worse, uh, at least at this point, because, you know, obviously this doesn't take into account new contracts that are going to be coming out for the Big Ten and SEC and, and the amount of money that's going to be flowing into each of those leagues. So uh, in a weird way, there might actually be more disposable income of, uh, in the SEC and Big Ten specifically in the coming weeks and months and years. So it's going to be interesting. Eventually, you do feel like we have to hit a bubble. I, I think that one thing that's probably going to contribute to that is if we do end up in a situation where there's a more formalized player compensation method, I, I think that's, you know, that's probably not a short-term thing, but you know, I, the more money that keeps flowing into this and the more that these assistant coaching salaries, especially keep exploding. I, I think the worst case that college football has that, uh, that they should be keeping money from players. And, and I'm curious to see whenever these sort of things go to court, uh, what kind of decisions are made. Gary Patterson left the University of Texas as the special assistant to go back to Fort Worth. Does that mean we've seen the last of Gary Patterson as a coach, or is that setting something up where we might see him back on the sidelines as a head coach soon? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I do think that Gary Patterson will coach again. I, I think that he still has that fire in him. I don't think that he likes how he went out. Uh, and I think that there are going to be people interested in him after the way that he was able to contribute on the defensive side of the ball during Texas bounce back season in 2022. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it's going to end up being this season. I think he's probably going to take some time off. And, and frankly, I mean, just, you know, obviously having been around Gary Patterson and having been around his family a little bit, I, I think that there's probably a little bit of uh, not, not relief, but I think excitement that he's going to kind of take, at least a moment away from football at this point. I mean, you know, he's he's a father, he's a grandfather, he's a husband, all this sort of thing. And and obviously when you're a coach like Gary Patterson has been for the last, you know, 40 years of his life, uh, sometimes it's tough to get away. So I, I think that he probably will be away this season, um, you know, 2024 and beyond. I do think he's going to be trying to angle for other jobs. But And even this last cycle, we, we heard him interview for multiple jobs and, and have opportunities potentially uh, where he was 
in the running for head coaching jobs at the FBS level. So I, I don't think we're done here, but uh, but certainly I don't think we'll see him this season. Talking with Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. Shehan, you mentioned a minute ago uh, a maybe a uh, more structured and informal uh, compensation package for for college football players. I, I know Nick Saban would like to use the NFL model, and I don't know that that's that's doable. But do you see that happening? A a more structured and in, in compensation package for college players as opposed to this this wild wild west with the NIL. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, right? Because obviously that is the sort of existential D-Day question surrounding college football in a lot of ways. Because, uh, you know, whenever we do have this sort of school-to-player transaction in that kind of way, uh, obviously a lot of things about the model get blown up. And certainly, you know, one question I think is going to be, if we ever do get to that day, is it going to be an open market contract type situation is it going to be uh, something where you know like with scholarships where there's sort of a base payment or something like that depending on what school you go to and we don't really have an answer to that at this point obviously for a, a variety of reasons um, you know another thing that I think is going to be really interesting though with that is is yeah I mean I, I think that you know, when we do sort of open that door, I think that we open a door to, to, again, completely changing the model in a lot of ways. But if people want some of these issues that face college football to get resolved, I think that some of it becomes inevitable. You know, do we want uh, sort of a, to, to limit player movement? Well, then, you know, you probably need to sign them the contract. You probably need to, to have some sort of understanding of how long a player is going to be around. But then a player also probably needs some understanding about how much they're going to be compensated for that right. So I, I do think that long term we are going to end up in that position. And when I say long term, I mean, I don't that's what we even mean in the next 10 years. I think it's a long-term thing, but uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to try to, I think, exhaust every possibility before we get there. For the Baylor bears, what's the number one concern that you have for them going through spring football that they have to answer before fall camp? Yeah, it's a good question. I think that for me, you know, I need to see development from Blake Shapin or uh, or certainly competition at that quarterback position. Obviously, you know, Shapin kind of struggled in year one, and and I'm very much not ready to to give up on Blake Shapin having upside. You know, we saw those moments, especially early in the year, and I think he kind of lost his confidence at times as the season went on. But uh, Baylor needs to get much better quarterback play than what they got last season. I think that uh, their their limited ability what was a huge part of their struggles last year. Um, and, and the other thing, too, was, is I think that they really need to develop guys on that back end of the secondary. You know, they lost some key players, including Al Walcott and Lorando Johnson. And, and now I think that they're going to have to grow some guys up real quick. You know, there was a lot of excitement about what these cornerbacks could be, especially in 2022, and it did not come together in any sort of meaningful way. So uh, those would be, I really, I think that you look at the passing game on both sides of the ball, and Baylor needs to, to kind of figure things out in a hurry because that was such a big part. Uh, of why they struggled last season. All right, Shayhan, the uh, the tournament begins tonight, the playing games tonight. Have you filled out your bracket yet? I have. I have, and I probably feel less good about this bracket <laughs> than any bracket I've ever done. I I mean, honestly, I <laughs> you go through, you pick any team to win the national championship and at the end you kind of sit down and you kind of feel like this doesn't feel this doesn't feel right. Uh, I ultimately did end up going with Kansas as my national champion. 
again, don't feel good about it at all. Honestly, I'd, I'd probably bet against Kansas winning the national championship for a second year in a row. But, uh, you know, when you've kind of put the draw together, that's how it sort of came about. I, I have Marquette also uh, making it to the national championship game, beating Alabama in the final four, uh, it, which I do have Alabama coming out of the region and Baylor losing in the Sweet 16 to Arizona. But ask me in five minutes and I might have a completely different answer. All right. Give me your final four real quick. Yeah, so I have Alabama coming out of one region. I have Kansas coming out of another. I have Texas at this moment in my final four, but I'm really I'm really flip-flopping on that Texas-Iowa State game. I think that that is going to be the game that decides who goes to the final four. Uh, and then I have Marquette as my fourth team out there. All right, besides your bracket, what else are you working on for CBSSports.com? Yeah, we're getting all ramped up for spring football. We're uh, putting together sort of a list of whenever spring games are going to be. Not all of them have been released at this point, but we're going to start putting out a primer in the next couple of days. Uh, And I also put out a story last week uh, kind of prepping and and getting people excited for uh, Deion Sanders' first year at Colorado. Uh, Actually, one thing that ties these two things together, Colorado is going to have their spring game broadcast on ESPN, the only team in the country that uh, that is going to have their uh, their spring game broadcast on ESPN. So I, I think that there's a lot of excitement around that program. And make sure and check that out at CBSSports.com. Jayhan, as always, it is a pleasure. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. We'll talk to you soon. See you later. Jayhan Jayaraja. Can you imagine, Ward, Ryan, uh, when, when, a, when a young man sits down to sign his letter of intent and, and, and sign on the dotted line for his scholarship that also included in the verbiage is what a freshman base salary will, will look like. I mean, can you imagine a day when that happens? It's going to be a long time off because they can't put the genie back in the bottle on this NIL deal right now. Unless there's so much money. I just don't see it. In these contracts. Don't see it. Because, as you know, there's a lot of kids getting a lot of money, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of kids that's not getting any money. Yeah, that's that's the problem with it, but that's how they opened it up, and you can't go back. So, we shall see. But uh, I was just sitting there thinking about when he was talking about that, because it makes them employees. <laughs> it does not make them student athletes. If you do that, you have just hired well, them they're not student athletes now i get that but you know we we would like to pretend in our mind that they still are well, you can if you want to but they're not well i, I know that and it's but- not fair it, it's not straight across the board i mean if they wanted to do this they should have structured it from the very beginning i don't think they saw this coming do you oh they didn't care i, I think what they, they wanted s- to stick their head in the sand and, and ignore it and say okay they want this so here we go. I, we don't want anything to do with it, so just let's open the floodgates. I think they wanted Ward Whites to be able to to quit talking about money, so let's let Ward Whites go sign autographs at a car dealership and make 500 bucks real quick. Yeah. I don't think that they saw all this other. Uh, because, if they didn't, then they're ignorant. Well, maybe so, but I, I really don't believe that all this was you know in the I, conversation I piece. So... And again, this kid's was, getting it. When and there that was no limits not. on it, it was be as creative as you want to do, and you can spend it where you want to and who you want to. Yeah. And it was a complete disaster heading down the tracks. You know, number 22, Ward White, sell his jersey at the stadium and give him five bucks. I don't know. But 
where we're at now is not i mean it now it's just how creative can we be but again i don't know if if you were to make them you know in in a in a scholarship we're going to pay for you to go to school and you're going to make $30,000 a year. I, I don't know. I mean, are we, will it ever get there? Uh, 747, 13 well, away you're from You're taking eight. money out of some people's pocket and they're not going to have that. Unless you just go raise more. And they can do it. I mean, everybody can do it. I mean, then it becomes a, an arms race. I mean, I know that. Where does it stop? It's just like he said, we're paying assistance. Assistance. $2 million a year. Assistance. Not the head coach. You remember when the when you heard about the first head coach making a million dollars? You went, "Are you kidding me?" And it wasn't that horribly long ago. And, and now we're talking about assistants making two million. Where does it end? It doesn't. All right. So let's talk about something fun real quick, and then we'll go to the break. Do you have your your uh, your bracket handy? No, it's okay. In it's in room. the other room. All right. Well, we'll get to it later then, maybe. I think I want to do our. I want to talk about our brackets at some point before. Well, we'll do it before Thursday when it officially gets rolling. Uh, Seven forty-eight. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Bear softball all season long on one hundred one point three FM. Baylor softball has added a doubleheader at Getterman Stadium this Wednesday against South Dakota State to their schedule. 3.45 for the warm-up show, 4 p.m. first pitch Wednesday on 101.3 FM. Join Jared Brown for Baylor Bear softball on 101.3 FM. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. The Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Crawfish for Casa 2023 is fast approaching. Crawfish for Casa is a community-wide crawfish bowl that showcases music from the 80s hot cover band, The Spasmatics. There will be a silent auction. All the crawfish you can eat are chicken gumbo, all the beverages you can drink, and all the dancing you can physically handle. All proceeds go towards strengthening and supporting abused and neglected children in our community. It promises to be a night you won't soon forget. Purchase your tickets now at Casa for Every Child 
wild.org. Crawfish for Casa, March 31st at the base Extraco Event Center. It's been three years since COVID-19 changed life around the world. If there's one thing we've learned during that time, it's that Central Texans are tough. Waco Family Medicine is here to remind you that COVID-19 can be more dangerous when you're unprotected. A safe, effective, and free way to stay tough against COVID is with vaccinations and boosters. Visit wacofamilymedicine.org slash vaccine for info about the safety of vaccines and a list of places to get yours in Central Texas. When it comes to COVID-19, a little poke can lead to a lot of protection. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Waco High beat University in a shootout to claim the district soccer title. Both teams now advance to the postseason. Baylor renews an old Southwest Conference baseball rivalry tonight as they host the Rice Owls. First pitch is at 6.30. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. MCC Baseball scored an 11-0 run rule win over Navarro yesterday. The Highlanders start conference play tomorrow with a doubleheader at Weatherford. Four pitchers for Puerto Rico combined for a no-hitter and a 10-0 win over Israel in the World Baseball Classic. Team USA, meanwhile, scored nine times in the first to beat Canada 12-1. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's now time for Did You Know with Ryan Fox. Did you know that today, in 1960, the great Kirby Puckett was born? Really? He would have turned 63 today, born in Chicago, Illinois, played for the Minnesota Twins, 10-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, 1991 American League Championship Series MVP, six-time Gold Glove winner, Baseball Hall of Fame class of 2001. Like a human bowling ball was in the award. Yeah. But the dude could hit. Yeah, he wow. could put it anywhere he wanted to. When he wanted to. Yeah, I mean, that, he was a special dude. Man, he could play baseball. It's awesome. And also, I don't know if y'all saw it yesterday in the uh, World Baseball Classic, or the other day, rather, uh, when Japan played <laughs> Hang the... Hang on a second. <laughs> Ward, did you see it? <laughs> New, no. <laughs> <laughs> just checking. <laughs> when when Japan played the Czech Republic the other day, uh, Japanese pitcher Roki Sasaki hit Czech Republic's Willie Escala with a 101 mile per hour fastball. Ouch! And he was visibly in pain. And part of this tradition in Japan baseball, when you hit a batter, you give them a gift after the game. And then the next morning. When Escala got to the Czech Republic dugout for their next game, he had two bags of candy and a note from Sasaki waiting for him. So I thought that was pretty cool. He probably, if he really wanted to help him out, may, may want to give the brother a, a bag of ice. <laughs> help him with that bruising and swelling. Yeah, it was a 101-mile-per-hour fastball right on the leg. Wow. So. Uh, at least it's the leg. Mm-hmm. Could have been a lot of other places. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I thought that was cool. And then also, on this day in 1988... Did you know that Stephen Curry was born? Tennis player? Oh, uh, yeah, tennis player, yeah. Yeah. The greatest greatest server of all time. The greatest, the all-time three-point record holder for the NBA, nine-time All-Star, two-time MVP, <laughs> uh, including the only unanimous MVP in NBA history and a four-time NBA champion. So he wasn't a tennis player? He was not a tennis okay. player. Okay. <laughs> he might play it on the side. <laughs> he could probably play tennis yeah, if he wanted to. Yeah, he was. <laughs> 
And also checking with our guy. <laughs> then also on this day in 1997, Simone Biles was born. She turns 26 today. Born in Columbus, Ohio. Most decorated U.S. Gym, women's gymnast ever with 32 medals combined in the Olympics. Wow. And in world competition as well. 25 times in world competition and seven times in the Olympics, including 19 overall gold medals and a seven-time U.S. women's gymnast champion as well. So Did she turns you say 19 gold medals? 19. 32, of her, 32 total medals, 19 of those are gold. Holy moly. And she's 26. Really? That's crazy. It. Yep. Then it, it made me think, who are the most decorated U.S. Olympians in Mary history? Mary Lou Redden. She, she's not in the list of the top 10. Are you which, kidding which me? Which is what I have here. And Would she be one of your favorites, Ward? Mary Lou Retton from Houston, Texas? Yeah, I think she would. Didn't her daughter come to school here and, and, and participate in the... Yes. Yeah, okay. That's awesome. And then, so the top 10... Gotta be Carl Lewis. Carl Lewis is number nine. And he's tied or tied with number 10 oh, with Gary Hall Jr. Oh, I thought you meant gymnast. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. No, uh, you're just saying Olympians. Olympians. Okay. Yeah, just Olympians. Okay. Gary Hall Jr. and Carl Lewis both have 10. Hello, Joe. Gary Hall play or he played he swam he's on the swimming team Carl Lewis of course did track and field and and there's three Olympians all time that have 11 medals Carl Osborne he did shooting like skeet shooting and then two swimmers Matt Biondi and Mark Spitz mm-hmm. and then there's four U.S. Olympians who have earned 12 medals Natalie Coughlin swimming Dara Torres swimming and then Ryan Lochte and Jenny Thompson also swimming and then, of course, number one, Michael Phelps with 28 medals in swimming. All right. There you go. I, th- I th- When you first said that, I thought I wasn't paying attention, I guess. I thought you <laughs> said uh, Olymp- uh, gymnast. Gymnast. And I'm thinking Mary Lou Redden has to be on that list. But, okay. All right. Uh, there you go. 7.57. We're three minutes away from eight. Real quick, let's. Uh, I want to get this in because I, I did see this in the Waco Tribune Herald today. Uh, and JR says, good morning, guys. Off topic, but I know the uh, crowd last night at Waco High for the district soccer game was crazy as well. Haven't seen it full since uh, when the fair rolls around. So, well, good. So, they had soccer last night. For the district championship. Yeah. And so, they uh, – It was Waco packed, High and Waco University. Waco High and University. Yeah. And, and they always draw well. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think WISD TV is going to televise that match at a later date. Uh, so if, you, if you're interested, you can go check that out on WISD TV. In fact, I know they are. So uh, there you go. But good step there. All right, uh, 7.58. It's a couple of minutes away from 8 o'clock. Are you surprised that Chris Beard got the Ole Miss gig? Uh, I'm not surprised he got a job. I just I didn't, I didn't know where it would land. Right. So, yeah, I mean. Good for him, right? Yeah, absolutely. 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 100% good for him. So we're going to, uh, a little later on in the program, in fact, coming up in a couple of minutes, we'll talk to Michael Katz. He's a uh, sports writer for the Northeast Mississippi Journal. We'll talk to him about that hire. We'll do that coming up. But right now, the voice of the Bears, John Morris, has today's Baylor Sports Beat program. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears, 
John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Baseball back in action tonight at Baylor Ballpark. Softball adds a couple of games, and women's basketball looks ahead to their NCAA tournament opener. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Just as teams are celebrating on the courts, your mountaintop experience begins during the Jeep Celebration event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values up to $5,500 on second and third row options or a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with up to $5,000 in total values. And if we don't have exactly what you want, we can help you build the new custom Jeep of your dreams. It's the Jeep Celebration event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Let's go! Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Baylor Baseball back in action tonight, hosting longtime rival Rice on the air at 6:15. First pitch at 6:30 here on ESPN Central Texas for the Bears and the Rice Owls tonight from Baylor Ballpark. Baylor's softball has added a couple of games to their schedule. They'll play a doubleheader against South Dakota State tomorrow at Gatterman Stadium beginning at 4. Both games, as usual, on 101.3 FM. Baylor women's basketball opens play in the NCAA tournament as a seventh seed in Stores, Connecticut on Saturday. Baylor women's coach Nikki Collin asked about the reaction of her team to the selection on Sunday night. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, I mean, I think for a lot of them, you know, it's um, their first NCAA tournament announcement. I mean, whether it's Erica or even Asia Blackwell, like, you know, Missouri's name was never called, you know, when she was there. And so um, obviously Jana won a national championship at Stanford. So a little bit different situation uh, with her, but I think with all our freshmen and um, so I don't, I don't think they knew um, you know, obviously the Caitlin's and the Sarah's, you know, not being up for a one seed or wondering if they were on the one and two line where we were last year. Um, it's a little bit different, but I think you're still, um, I, I still think there's like a nervousness about not that you're in, but like, where are we going? Who are we playing? What line are we going to be on? You know, obviously we knew a year ago we, we'd be at home. So um, just like a different kind of nervousness, but I think an excited nervousness. And then um, always, I would never be shocked if the committee somehow find a way, found a way to put us opposite LSU. So, you know, when kind of those things don't happen, um, you know, you're, you're just excited to, to get your matchup and start going to work. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball in the NCAA tournament for the 19th consecutive year. They'll take on 10th seed Alabama Saturday at 4.30 from Stores, Connecticut. The broadcast on 104.9 FM. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. 
From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports, 803 with Tom Ward and Ryan. Glad to have you with us. Don't forget Baylor uh, and South and um, Cal Santa Barbara <laughs> coming up on Thursday at 1230, 12 o'clock for the pregame right here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk some college basketball and let's welcome into the program a uh, sports writer from the Northeast Mississippi Journal, Michael Katz. Michael, good morning. Appreciate your time today. How are you guys doing? We're, we're terrific. We appreciate it. Uh, Chris Beard named the uh, head coach at Ole Miss. What was what was your first reaction when you heard Chris Beard's name, and, and what was the community's kind of their first reaction when Chris Beard's name started to surface? You know, it's it's one of those things that uh, we had we had heard about for uh, a few weeks, and, and um, you know when. Uh, you know, obviously the his situation is, is well documented and whatnot. And, and when the charges were dropped uh, last month, that was kind of one of those things where you start to wonder: is, is that going to be an option? And, and when Ole Miss made the move to get rid of Kermit Davis uh, a, bit, a, a little bit earlier than when we expected, I think we all thought it was going to happen after the season, and uh, it, it ended up happening right before. Uh, the SEC tournament, or right right before their uh, their last few regular season games, you kind of started to think: is is there are, do they have somebody in mind? And uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things where the, the basketball success cannot be uh, it can't be disputed. He's he's done some really good things uh, wherever he's been. Chris Beard has and. Obviously, the other stuff is, is is very it's serious, and and I think it's it's uh, there there are people that are kind of on on both sides here. I think that people are really excited about the basketball part of it, and and there's people who, uh, you know, I think I think a lot of people have questions, and I think today's press conference uh, at, it's at five today is going to be really interesting to see, uh, you know, what kind of gauge him and and and, and uh, athletic director Keith Carter about what went into it and what the what the vetting process was and and uh you know I guess what made all sides comfortable with making the move that uh you know let's be honest it's 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 polarizing I think a lot of people in college basketball and college sports in general are really watching to see how this thing unfolds what kind of foundation does Beard have stepping into Ole Miss so uh, in this era, uh, you know, a lot of people entered the transfer portal uh, right after or with, you know, as soon as uh, it, it became possible for them to, uh, a lot of them entered it. Uh, and that was not to be, you know, that was kind of expected, especially since, you know, they didn't have a coach until, uh, you know, yesterday morning. Uh, that being said, I think there's there's a lot of, of, of solid talent, and that's what's it's kind of been a little bit surprising with, with the success on the court, um, you know, the last couple of years winning, uh, you know, in, in the low teens, uh, the last couple of years, cause they've had good recruiting classes. They've gotten some four-star kids and, uh, you know, they, they had their first McDonald's all American ever, uh, you know, a, a couple of years ago and Deshaun Ruffin, who, uh, is it left the team for a bit and he was dealing with some stuff, but, uh, you know, they've, they've, they've got, four, they've, 
recruited some some nice guards and and and, and there's they, they they hit the transfer portal um you know last year and uh to kind of fill in the gaps there's talent there uh you know I, I, the thing with Ole Miss last years is, is that can they score and so I, I think that needs to be uh you know dealt with in, in some capacity whether that's in the portal or, 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 or maybe it's somebody already on the roster developing into, uh, you know, a, a dependable guy, um, you know, down the stretch, Matthew Morrell is a really nice player, uh, but he had a little bit of a down year. Um, but, you know, he was one of those four-star kids too. I and mean, he's from Memphis and I think he could have gone a lot of places, but uh, you know, he decided to come to Ole Miss and uh, he's, there's, there's, there's a lot of talented pieces. And, and if nothing else, almost played really, really hard this past year. And Kermit Davis was a defensive minded guy. And uh, I don't think that's too different from what Chris Beard historically has wanted. You, you know, that he wants to play defense and those are uh, his best teams have, have really thrived in that. So I, I think the, I think the, the foundation is good, but I, I do think that there needs to be uh, a little bit more talent. Mike, I want to, I want to take you back to the, to the hiring process. As you mentioned, as soon as Coach Davis was let go, uh, Chris Beard's name started surfacing. That 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 goes back to what late February. Uh, what took so long? Was it was it the was it Ole Miss doing its due diligence? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think uh, you know we we kind of went through this. Uh, the Ole Miss beat is one that is never uh, lacking for entertainment. Uh, we you know we we kind of went through this uh, a few months ago with with Lane Kiffin and the whole Auburn saga that was a thing or not uh and you know we we kept being told that like you know there's a deal in place and blah blah, blah and then you're wondering like okay well like why hasn't it been signed yet uh and like the longer it takes the more you start to think okay like what's going on here and obviously that one worked out and and, and, and this one worked out and so I, I i do think that there's because of I guess the nature of, uh, you know, the, the person signing it and, and probably there's a lot of people that I don't know if needing to be convinced is the right term, but I, there's a lot of people that need to sign off on this and check off on it. So uh, I, I don't know if it was, it was the vetting process necessarily. I imagine they, they probably did that, uh, you know, a little bit earlier in terms of uh, do we feel comfortable doing this, but I think there's probably a lot of people that had to sign off on, on it and, and getting the in the getting the language right in the contract and uh, all that kind of stuff. I I, I think uh, I, I I think they 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 felt pretty good about it. But you know, of course, you also have to imagine you know when the Texas Tech job came open uh, fairly recently, and that's obviously a place he's very familiar with. You know, you got to wonder if that was something that came up in his head too, in terms of uh, is that an opportunity that he wanted to pursue as well. Uh, you know, when that came open, I know his name got, that was something that came up really fast too. Um, and so, you know, you gotta, you know, I, I don't think there were a lack of suitors for somebody of his, uh, you know, his, his pedigree, but, uh, you know, I, I think there were probably, uh, you know, you, you gotta wonder if, if, if there were different sides trying to figure out, uh, can we get them? Where, where's this at? Do we feel comfortable with them? Uh, you know, ultimately Ole Miss felt comfortable with it and, uh, uh, you know, I, I think they were probably just trying to get some language and whatnot right and trying to get the right people to sign off on it. But, um, you know, the, last week I, I thought it was going to happen Friday. I thought it was going to happen Saturday. 
I thought maybe it would happen Sunday. <laughs> Obviously, it happened Monday, and so you know you're always waiting. Is 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 something? Uh, is, is, what, what's the stag in the road here? But uh, you know, ultimately, I think there were just kind of some little things. I know the transfer portal will be a big player in Chris Beard building this program back to where it needs to be. But as far as the incoming freshman scholarships, is there been any confirmation on that they are staying or some of them about out? Yeah, so they got one. Uh, he, I mean, he was he was on the recruiting trail yesterday. Uh, he he went and visited one of their top recruits. Um, they they have lost. Uh, I mean, they're one of their biggest ones, um, and then I think this one hurt pretty bad. Was a star in-state guard who was committed to Ole Miss for a while. He just committed to Mississippi State yesterday, uh, which I imagine probably hurt pretty bad. Because uh, he, uh, he, I think he got released from his letter of intent uh, to Ole Miss after the coaching uh, after Kermit Davis was, was was let go, and so I think that one probably hurts. But uh, again, like they they had some really nice prospects and, and recruits in their class. It was a top twenty five class, which uh, you know, like for where Ole Miss was success wise, was uh, not surprising, but. Uh, you know, it, it was it was it was a pretty nice haul for them, and so um, I, I think Beard has probably been working pretty hard. Uh, he t- he took a picture with the uh, with the recruit yesterday, um, and I, I imagine he's probably trying to keep those guys. And and uh, you know, it, one of the interesting things too was you know right after um, uh, Kermit was let go, like he. <laughs> he was talking to recruits and saying like, Hey, I know you got to do what's best for you, but I think Ole Miss should still be an option for you. Uh, you know, regardless of, of what happened to me and, and, and who the next guy is. And so uh, I, I, I do think that there's, there's a pretty good foundation in place for, for those guys to, to make their way back. Obviously, um, you know, having a coach with uh, the pedigree that he does, I imagine it's probably going to be pretty exciting for some of those guys who might've been on the fence. Michael, you mentioned the press conference. Uh, what are you looking for in this press conference? What kind of information are you trying to gather today? I mean, there's 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 the there's the obvious stuff of of what was what was the vetting process like from uh, mm-hmm. an administrative perspective. Um, what you know, I, I think that the thing is like this all this this whole timeline was so. I mean, he only got fired from Texas a few months ago. I mean, this is all very. Uh, it's all very recent. It's not like there's been a few years in between. Uh, this all happened very fast. And so, um, you know, what what made administration comfortable with doing this right now, especially given that uh, it's it all happened so recently? Um, you know, I, I'm not sure what the access is going to be like in terms of, uh, you know, who we get to ask questions to and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, and, and I, I think there's also the uh, – you know, just from from people I've heard from, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of people that aren't super happy about this, uh, uh, just in terms of the optics and whatnot. And so, I think you got to ask: Are you worried about the perceptions of what this is going to do to the program and the school? Uh, there, there are people who um, are, are, you know, Ole Miss has has had some unsavory things in recent history. Uh, are you worried that this is is going to be another one? And um, you know, there's also the the aspect of uh, you know you you've got a lot of uh, fans and students and, and 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 people who adore this program that are women. Are you worried about what this message 
And what message are you sending to them, especially given the nature of, of the investigation and, and the arrest and, and all that sort of stuff? Uh, is that something you worry about? Um, you know, how do you how, how do you sell people that this is all going to be OK and that we made the right move? I think there's just uh it, it it's it, it's optics it's 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 what you know what did you guys look at uh ethically uh what made you comfortable with with a move that is is going to be very very polarizing uh for a while you know this isn't something that's just going to go away i know winning cures all to an extent but uh you know this is something that's that that's going to follow him and, and the athletic director Keith Carter they're they're, they're going to be linked uh regardless of how this thing uh ends up and so uh i i think it it, it took a lot of uh you don't this was not a decision that was made lightly i think a lot had to go into it and i'm really curious of of what i guess what made it worth it for all of the stuff that the backlash and uh, you know, the stuff that people are going to say about it, regardless of what happens, you know, what, what made this the right move? What made it worth it? Michael, thanks, man. Great stuff. Uh, look forward to, uh, you know, to, to jumping online and reading your stuff uh, uh, tomorrow. And uh, we really do appreciate your time today as always. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Have a great day. Michael Katz from the Northeast Mississippi journal uh, covering this deal. It, it is fascinating ward. Uh, you know, I don't care what side you, you may fall on. Does he deserve to, to work this year? Does he not? I, I, who cares? I mean, he, he's been hired as the head coach at Ole Miss, and as they move forward, this will be interesting to watch. Now, one thing I, I'm fairly certain in, he's going to win basketball games. He will, uh, he'll, he, he will get it figured out, and they'll find a way to, to win basketball games at, uh, at Ole Miss. I mean, he's, he's a terrific coach, so – uh, it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing all unfolds. And and look, I mean they they may they may sit down, ask all the questions, answer all the questions, and and get it out there and get it over with and get it done and move on. And so it's probably not a bad idea. I I do think, Ward, it, it took a little longer than than what it probably normally would do because I think they were they were digging a little deeper than they normally would, and they're comfortable with the information that they gathered mm -hmm. and made the hire. I agree. So that's, that's where it stands. I think, I mean, again, I, I am not speaking for them, but it's on the outside. That's kind of what it looks like because you heard this back in February mm -hmm. and then you watched it all unfold into the, you know, last week you kept waiting. Like he, like Michael just mentioned, you just kept waiting. And, but you know, look, I think they were doing their due diligence, and they were they were going to dig a little deeper than they probably normally would in 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 a in a situation like that. But ultimately, they came away with we're comfortable with where we are, we're comfortable with where he is. Let's make this thing happen, and they did, and that's kind of where it stands right now. All right, uh, eighteen minutes after eight, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas, uh, and uh, we do have. We do have basketball beginning tonight. The uh, Two playing games tonight, two playing games coming up tomorrow night, and then it all gets rolling on Thursday. And the Bears will play uh, on, the, on, on Friday as they take on Cal Santa Barbara, 12.30 for the tip time, 12 o'clock for the broadcast time right here on ESPN Central Texas. Then on Saturday, the Baylor women will be in action against Alabama. And that will be at 4.30 with a 4 o'clock broadcast over on 104.9 from Stores.
Connecticut. All right. Uh, we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business, where they have got a great selection a brand new inventory right there at Allen Samuels. Uh, we're talking about Ram trucks. Oh, boy, do they have a great selection of Ram trucks. All the quality for work or play. Impressive towing capabilities. Heavy-duty payload. Uh, smooth ride. Luxury feel. Interior design. If you're looking for a truck that can do it all, you got to check out the possibilities of a Ram truck. And, man, if they don't have exactly what you're looking for, they'll help you go online and build that new car, truck, or SUV. And you could do it there at Allen Samuels and do it at allensamuelsdcj.com. And don't forget, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I went over to, to Allen Samuels and talked to Ted and, and to, to Sean and everybody, and I grabbed a, a, a Jeep, and I drove a Jeep around just to, just to kind of tool around in it. It, it had... All the bells, all the whistles. We're talking about everything that you could possibly want in a vehicle. And I was in that in that Jeep uh, vehicle. And you could check out all the Jeeps at Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram Fiat. I'm talking about all of them. And you're going to uh, you're going to love checking out all those great vehicles. We've talked about Ram. We've talked about Jeep. We've we've talked about them all. And they're available at Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram Fiat, 201 West Loop 340. Uh, and, and check them out online at alansamuelsdcj.com. Ted Teague and Sean and, and everybody, they're waiting to see you at Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. John Wilner and John Canzano, they got with the commissioner. And by the way, that's prompted me. I've now reached out to the Big 12 to try to get Brett your mark on. I mean, my gosh, if he's going to be doing Pac-12 podcast, Aaron, <laughs> right? he should be on our show. For goodness sakes, he should be on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship of Baylor. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 The pain level was over 10. There's days where I just sat and cried and asked the good Lord to take me. And my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. So I put the arch supports in and took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Dave actually live the life they envision without their feet getting in the way. Since then, I've been doing so many things with my children. I went hiking this last summer with my daughter, something that I never thought was possible because I couldn't walk. There's people out there that made a product that changed people's lives. I am not an actor. I am an individual father and wanted to share his testimony with other people out there about my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. Your leader in high school sports. 
ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Ready to score? Switch checking accounts to earn 4% APY at First Central Credit Union. It's a full court press with First Central's free Casasa checking that pays 4% APY and refunds all your ATM fees with a savings account combo that earns you money. This season, ask for Casasa checking. It's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Make the switch. We're your team. APY is annual percentage yield. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Listen to Game Time online at centexsportsfan.com. All right, take 24. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Stephanie from Sales, a little under the weather today. So she's going to sleep in, and hopefully we'll see her back here tomorrow. So we wish her the best, getting getting better. Let's be nice to Stephanie today. We're not saying she's playing hooky or anything. Wow. We're not. We're not saying that at all. We're saying that she's under the weather, and we're – we're we're thinking about her. We're wishing her well. Don't we always? Yeah, Ward's got this this look of boy, shut up. This is mean. <laughs> All right, uh, we asked Shahan this morning about his bracket. Let's let's kind of let's kind of walk through the brackets ourselves. Let's let's start at the Sweet Sixteen. Let's let's go there. Let's start in the south, the, the top left. Who do you got in the Sweet 16? Ford? Alabama, uh, Charleston, Creighton, and Arizona. Oh, uh, okay. I have Bama, Virginia, Baylor, and Arizona. I've got Alabama, Virginia, Baylor, Arizona, Purdue, Duke, Kansas State, and Marquette. Well, you went, you went to the east oh. there. You just asked for the South. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead and do your East. Purdue, Oral Roberts, K-State, and Marquette. Go ahead and do your East. Uh, Same thing, except I have Tennessee over Oral Roberts. Okay. Go up to the Midwest, top right. Go ahead, Ward. Houston, 
Indiana, uh, Xavier, and Texas. Same thing for me. Really? I got Houston, Miami, Xavier, and Texas. Okay. In the uh, in the West? Kansas, UConn, Georgia, and UCLA. Illinois, UConn, TCU, and UCLA. And I've got Kansas, UConn, TCU, and UCLA. That's interesting. All right. So who do we got moving on, Ward? Start over in the uh, in the South. Alabama and Arizona. Same. I got Alabama and Baylor. Let's go to the uh, East. Purdue and Marquette. Purdue and Marquette. Purdue and Marquette for me, too. Midwest? Houston and Texas. Houston and Texas, yeah. Houston and Texas for <laughs> me as well. Oh, wow. Let's go to the, the West, Ward. Kansas and Gonzaga. Illinois and UCLA. Kansas and TCU for me. Ah, <laughs> All right, here we Big go. Big 12 homer. I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. best conference in America. Who do, we got in the, who do we got in the final four? Alabama and Marquette. Arizona, Purdue. I got Alabama and Marquette. Go to the other side. Texas and Kansas. Texas, Illinois. Texas and Kansas. Ah, wouldn't that be great? All right, who plays for the championship and who wins? Kansas and Marquette. And who wins? Marquette. I have Purdue and Texas with Purdue winning. That's crazy. I got Texas and Marquette with Marquette winning. <laughs> Y'all colluded. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I, th- I just thought that was fun. Uh, but I was... I was I really was thinking about putting one together where I had on the entire all Big Twelve, all Big Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought he'd throw something at me. So. <laughs> all right, let's see what do we got here. It's eight twenty-eight. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. We're brought to you by our friends at Morrison's Gifts, where you can buy all the great ideas they got all kinds of gift ideas for birthdays and anniversaries and the holidays and and just because days those those just because you know what you're gonna watch a lot of basketball and she's gonna look at you like are you watching yet another game that's the fourth one today well you know what you can probably get away with that if you take her a nice gift and i don't know what that might be for you it, it might be a new purse it might be a picture frame. It might be a new candle. Uh, it might be anything. I mean, they've got John Hart leather goods. They got Consuela purses and bags. They've got, you know, they've got uh, Times uh, candles. They got key rings and jewelry and all kinds of stuff. Plus, they wrap it for free, so it's not going to look hideous like my Christmas gift wrapping. It's going to look really beautiful. And she's really going to appreciate the time and the effort that you went into it. And you really didn't do a whole lot. She's not going to know that. You're going to go to Morrison's, and they're going to do the work, and you're going to get it done. And But she's going to think you went to a lot of effort to pick the gift out, wrap it, and bring it home to her. So there you go. It's a great it's a great concept, I'm telling you. Uh, Morrison's Gifts is located at 4308 West Waco Drive. Now, if you've been there before, when you get there, turn your head slightly to the right, and that's where you're going to find Morrison's Gifts. They've actually moved a couple of doors down and uh, that's where they are now at 4308 West Waco Drive. It's in the uh, Brazos Square Shopping Center. It's a Baylor uh, alumni-owned business, and you're going to love doing business with them. They've been doing it since 1979. We're talking about Morrison's Gifts. 
Coach Mitch Thompson and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears hosting longtime rival Rice Tuesday evening at Baylor Ballpark. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor Rice Baseball Tuesday from Baylor Ballpark. This is the home for Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. There are so many seasons upon us. March Madness basketball, baseball, and NASCAR. So needless to say, we are full throttle here at Jim Turner Chevrolet as we enter truck season. And here we go again with 0% financing on every new Silverado in stock. We have over 200 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, and folks, we will not be beat over price. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. NeighborWorks Waco is now in their 30th year of assisting families in the Waco area and purchasing their first home. Today, over 3,200 families have been assisted, and these new homeowners have gained over $320 million in home equity through these years. Would you like to be a part of these results? Give us a call at 254-752-1647 or register to get started at www.nw-waco.org. Let NeighborWorks Waco open the door to homeownership for you and your family. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament starts tonight in Dayton, Ohio, with AM Corpus Christi taking on Southeast Missouri State, while Mississippi State goes up against Pittsburgh. Waco High beat University in a shootout to claim the district soccer title. Both teams now advance to the postseason. Baylor renews an old Southwest Conference baseball rivalry tonight as they host the Rice Owls. First pitch is at 6.30, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. MCC baseball scored an 11-0 run rule win over Navarro yesterday. The Highlanders start conference play tomorrow with a doubleheader at Weatherford. 
Four pitchers for Puerto Rico combined for a no-hitter and a 10-0 win over Israel in the World Baseball Classic. Team USA, meanwhile, scored nine times in the first to beat Canada 12-1. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. It's 834. Welcome back into the program. This is game time. Your first word in sports. Tom Ward and Ryan, glad to have you with us here on a Tuesday morning. Don't forget the Bears are on the road. They're going to be in Denver for a uh, Friday matchup. And the uh, Baylor women will be in stores, Connecticut, for a, uh, a matchup with Alabama on Saturday. And we talk about that and a whole lot more that's uh, college basketball. We welcome in to the program we stole him from Matt Mosley, by the way. Curtis Quillen from KCEN TV, the sports director over at Channel Six. Good morning, Curtis. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm living the dream. Uh, don't tell Matt. Make sure make sure we hide this from him. Well, I, I, I'm gonna tell you. I, I, I told him late yesterday uh, what was going on, and uh, he he didn't he he said some bad words to me. He he he's, yeah, he, he thought you were cheating, and you know. He, he he texted me and he goes, "Don't don't uh, don't make a habit of going on with Tom, man. Like this, this is our thing." <laughs> so, well, we we I I really did want to get you guys in here and and talk a little bit about this, and we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. But I want to start with the Aggies. Uh, Texas A and M finished second in the SEC, beat Alabama towards the end of the year. Uh, had a had a good run in the SEC tournament. And they're a seven seat. Did they get hosed? Absolutely not. You because don't think November matters as much as March? No, not at all. When you, you when you start six and five with two quad four losses and then another loss to a non NCAA tournament team, that matters as much as finishing second in the SEC. They got rid of the last ten games uh, criteria for the NCAA tournament selection committee almost 10 years ago, and now it's non-conference strength of uh, schedule, strength of record that matters uh, in that spot. And when you look at A&M's non-conference, they have zero non-conference wins over teams that made the NCAA tournament. And two quad four losses to Murray State and Wofford. Wofford was inside Reed Arena. And so, no, the the Aggies did not get hosed. each of those quad four losses, I think, should have been a seed line bump. So if you want to argue that A&M's a five seed, you're probably right. But those quad four losses were that bad. They were seed line bumps. And so I don't think the Aggies got hosed at all. Now, if you want to argue that they probably shouldn't have gotten the hottest 10 seed on the bracket, that's a different conversation. Seeding-wise, though, I think A&M wound up right where they're supposed to. And I think that what the committee did by putting them there is, is the best possible thing for college basketball. Because it tells these coaches, you're going to have to play some people in the non-con, and you're going to have to beat some people in the non-conference. Curtis, who's your Cinderella team this year, and how far do they make it? I have Iona and Oral Roberts in the Sweet 16, a 13 and a 12. Uh, in fact, Oral Roberts, I have uh, Oral Roberts over number five seed Duke, and I have number 13 seed Louisiana Lafayette beating number four seed Tennessee in the same pod there. And so I've got those two double-digit seeds into the Sweet 16, um, but then I have them both running into really good one seeds and just 
that's kind of where the the road ends is the Sweet 16 for me. Looking at that that Texas A&M thing for just a minute, do you have them on a collision course with Texas? No, I have them losing to Penn State. Penn State is the hottest 10 seed on this bracket. Look, I, I realize that. I think that's the, that's a very interesting matchup to say the least. So you have you have the Aggies as a one and done uh, in this year's tournament. I do. It's it's their first tournament berth under under Buzz Williams, and that's a huge step in its own right. That's what they hired Buzz Williams to do and paid him all that money to do. But I mean, we're talking about a Penn State team that just went on a huge run in the Big Ten tournament and has beat really good teams in the Big Ten this season. And, yeah, I just – I think what Penn State does well are things that give A&M problems. I think Penn State can get really hot shooting the ball, um, and I, I think that that's something that tends to kind of doom Texas A&M. I mean, look at what lost in the game to Wofford and to Colorado. And so that's – that's why I have A&M losing to Penn State. It's not because of A&M. It's because of what Penn State's doing. Who in the Big 12 gets to the gets the furthest, and where do you have them in your bracket? Ooh, I knew you were going to put me on the spot with this one. Um, I have Kansas in the Elite Eight. The, keep in mind, there hasn't been a, a repeat champion since 2007. Um, that said, Kansas to the Elite Eight. And other than that, I honestly, I have Houston winning it all. I have Texas in the Sweet 16, and I have Kansas State in the Sweet 16. I am 50-50 on on whether Baylor makes it to the Sweet 16, just based purely on Baylor's draw. And so if Baylor gets past Creighton, then I think Baylor's looking at the Elite Eight. But if Baylor stubs its toe against Creighton, then it doesn't come home from Denver. I was going to ask you, we know Baylor could score the basketball. So with that in mind, how far does this team go? It it all depends on what they do against that Creighton, uh, in in that Creighton game, right? Like one, you've got to be able to rebound. And Santa Barbara allows the fewest opponent rebounds of any team in the Big West Conference. There's a red flag for me. But after that, if you can contain Creighton's explosiveness and score on a really good defense featuring a really good post player in Baylor Shireman, the transfer from South Dakota State, then you've got to rebound the basketball against Creighton. And if you can do those things, you can get to Louisville. Um, but you've got to be able to fix some things that have plagued the Bears down the stretch. It plagued them against Iowa State. It plagued them against uh, Kansas State there in Manhattan late in the season. And it plagued them in the Big 12 tournament against Iowa State. And so these are some of the things, some of those issues that have popped up along the way with the Bears. Um, If they can address those, I really think Baylor could be an Elite Eight, potentially a Final Four team, depending on matchups and what they do then. But this is is very much a low-ceiling, high-floor team uh, to me that Scott Drew has. And if they can address those two things, Again, if they get past Creighton in the second round, then I I like Baylor's matchup against Arizona, and that would, to me, have them um, into the Elite Eight against either Alabama or potentially Virginia. On the women's side, where do you think the Big 12 lands in the women's side 
as far as teams advancing and and how good can this women's tournament be? Or are we just looking at, well, you got South Carolina and everybody else? I think there's a sizable gap between South Carolina and everywhere else. But there's some things in the women's tournament you can kind of set your watch to. A couple of double-digit seeds into the Sweet 16. I've got Florida Gulf Coast, Princeton, and Middle Tennessee State into the Sweet 16 on the women's side. But for the Big 12, I don't, I don't like the draw. I don't like the draw the Big 12 got. Now, Matt Lively has Iowa State into the Final Four in that Seattle 3 region. I think he really likes what the, what the Cyclones draw is on the bracket and Ashley Jones' ability to, make the, to just be a playmaker. For me, I have the Big 12 bowing out in the Sweet 16, but it's not because of them. It's when you look at where the Big 12 got seated and where the Big 12 wound up on the bracket – you know, Texas is going to have to play Stanford in the Sweet 16. Iowa State's going to have to play a really, really good Virginia Tech team in the Sweet 16. And then everyone else, you know, Oklahoma would have to play UCLA in the second round. And so this is, you know, I don't think that the NCAA tournament results are going to show just how good the Big 12 was in women's basketball this season, um, which sucks because it, this conference is the best it's ever been in women's hoops. And I think everyone in the league would will admit that. And now we're looking at all five or six teams in the conference bowing out by the Sweet 16, and no one thinking that. My final four guys in um, in the women's bracket: South Carolina is my champion. I have them, uh, them, Iowa, UConn, because UConn's made what like 14 in a row. And then I have LSU making it for the first time under Kim Mulkey because I think when you look at LSU's draw on the bracket, they them getting dropped to a three seed, I think actually cleared their path a little bit better than if they were a two. You, you mentioned UConn uh, in, uh, in, in uh, Seattle three, and they obviously begin at home. The first game in that, in that uh, matchup is Baylor and Alabama. This has the makings to be a pretty entertaining basketball game. It does. It, which Alabama team shows up? The one late in the season or the one earlier in the year that kind of got played its way into the Big 12 tournament? And at that point, I think you have your ball game. Um, it's because Baylor's so young. And so if it's that late season Alabama team that just struggled to put anything together, then give me then give me Baylor in that one. And I think the Bears do win this one. But this is this is two teams that not that long. I mean, shoot, Baylor's a national champion in 2019, a three-time championship-winning program. Baylor hosted in the first weekend a year ago. But Alabama's not far removed from being a much higher seed, a, a four or a five in that in that ball game or in that um, range. And so this is a, a Bama program that is kind of in a similar boat to struggling power conference teams uh, one of which is it's juggling in ways that we haven't seen in, what, 19 years? And so when's the last time they didn't play uh, postseason basketball in the Farrell Center in, in the women's tournament? Was it when they were doing neutral sites on the first weekend? I, I think you're right. Like, Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and so that short experiment where they realized nobody went to the games and they went back putting it on campus for the first weekend. And so um, – and that's – you know, it is what it is. This team, you know, injuries didn't help it, but there's just some things that happened in women's college basketball that didn't happen in Waco this year. They didn't have a really veteran post, and that's typically what you see on some of these, um, on some of these powerhouse programs. 
You look at Aaliyah Boston in South Carolina. You look at what UConn constantly has, and, and that's where that comes in to help. And so um, Baylor's also extremely young, and that tends to kind of illustrate what we're seeing with them. I like the Bears to beat Alabama, and I like them to, uh, as Mitch Thompson said at the beginning of the season, we're either going to win or we're going to learn. I think they're going to learn in a good way, though, against UConn. Curtis, uh, pretty cool to see uh, Bill Brock's team get an at-large bid on the uh, on the Ju- JUCO side. Oh, absolutely. This is a guy who knows a thing or two about junior college basketball. I mean, the court at his conference rival is named after him <laughs> from before he left to take Kim Mulkey, uh, to be Tim Mulkey's top assistant at Baylor. Uh, absolutely thrilled for Coach Brock. Um, he called me Sunday and was super excited about it and uh, – I'm stoked for him. I think MCC's got a legit shot to make a run there. Uh, where is this thing? Lubbock? Right? Lubbock. It is in Lubbock. So, yeah, Lubbock Community College or yeah. Christian College or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that I think the high lassies have a legit shot to make a run, and uh, it wouldn't shock me if they were coming back as one of the final, you know, eight or four teams standing there in the junior college ranks. Perfect. Good stuff as always. Uh, I don't hope we didn't wake you up this morning. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and I guess we'll, uh, we'll we'll probably pass you back to 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 Matt so he doesn't whine as like he's been doing for the last day and a half. <laughs> you know, it's the way it is. Hey, kind of kind of give us a plug on what uh, what KCEN's uh, coverage looks like for all of this uh, postseason college basketball, JUCO, men's, women's. I mean, there's all kinds of basketball going on. Yeah, so uh, we'll have you covered in every single show this week um, on what the uh, what the Bears are doing. Uh, we're gonna try to try best to get out to uh, to the Highlands this week and talk to Coach Brock before they uh, head up to Lubbock for the uh, Junior College National Tournament. And we're gonna we're gonna cover everybody like we always do, um, and then we will uh, we will see you in Louisville if uh, if Baylor gets past uh, gets past Creighton. Perfect. As always, Curtis, it is a pleasure. Good to talk to you, buddy. Have a have a good day. Pleasure is all mine, fellas. We'll see you later. Talk to you soon. Curtis Quillen, what does Mosley say? Chilling with Quillen? We, can we steal that line, too? Might as well. He you stole, stole his gas. <laughs> it's 848. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Bear Basketball from the NCAA Tournament on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Men's Basketball opening play in the NCAA Tournament Friday in Denver against Cal Santa Barbara. High noon for the countdown to tip-off. 12.30 tip-off Friday. Follow the Bears through the NCAA Tournament with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Crawfish for Casa 2023 is fast approaching. Crawfish for Casa is a community-wide crawfish bowl that showcases music from the 80s hot cover band, The Spasmatics. There will be a silent auction. All the crawfish you can eat are chicken gumbo, all the beverages you can drink, and all the dancing you can physically handle. All proceeds go towards strengthening and supporting abused and neglected children in our community. It promises to be a night you won't soon forget. Purchase your tickets now at casaforeverychild.org. Crawfish for Casa, March 31st at the base Extraco Event Center. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Are you trying to drive me bananas? Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? <laughs> well, wouldn't you guys be glad 
if <laughs> that was so dumb. Wouldn't you guys be glad? Oh, I got my phone on. You're a mess. That was Jim Dunham. That's my buddy. Wouldn't you guys be glad if we came to give you a free estimate for foundation repair? And we repair? Knock, knocked on your door. Well, we'd have to, or ring the bell, I guess. Ring, ring. So you guys give us a call if you have any concerns ring, ring. about your foundation. You ain't gonna play. 254-235-4922. Or fixitjimmy.com. Ring, ring. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Look at my key ring that Leslie gave me. It's got my English Bulldog on it. It's so cute. Oh, you can't see it, but hey, that's it. That probably made a lot of noise in his ear, didn't it? Um, Probably so. It's pretty. It's my Bulldog. Hey, if you got dogs, wait till my guys give you an estimate and then ask for a dog discount. I'll give you $200 off, but after they give you the price, because that way you never know if you're getting an actual discount. You better make this quick. We got four seconds. So give us a call at 254-235-4922. And God bless our puppies. Or fixitjimmy.com. And cats. Meow. If your vendor does not value your feedback, you're with the wrong one. At UBO Business Services, we are serious about being in the service business. We send a survey after every service call. If it's positive, we call or email them with a thank you for their feedback. If it is negative, we call to see how we can make it better. No matter what your business is, we are all in the customer service business. In your office, if your sticker does not say UBO on the machine, do they really care? Call Sean Hunt at 254 709-2101 or ubeo.com ESPN Radio Sports Center I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament starts tonight in Dayton, Ohio with A&M Corpus Christi taking on Southeast Missouri State while Mississippi State goes up against Pittsburgh. Waco High beat University in a shootout to claim the district soccer title. Both teams now advance to the postseason. Baylor renews an old Southwest Conference baseball rivalry tonight as they host the Rice Owls. First pitch is at 6.30, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. MCC baseball scored an 11-0 run rule win over Navarro yesterday. The Highlanders start conference play tomorrow with a doubleheader at Weatherford. Four pitchers for Puerto Rico combined for a no-hitter and a 10-0 win over Israel in the World Baseball Classic. Team USA, meanwhile, scored nine times in the first to beat Canada 12-1. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, it's 8.53, and I want to remind you that uh, coming up uh, tonight right here on ESPN Central Texas, we've got baseball. It's the Bears and the Rice House, 6.15 for the warm-up, 6.30 first pitch out of the ballpark. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, then the Bears will open up conference play. Mitch Thompson's team will uh, entertain Kansas State over the weekend, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon, so look forward to that. Uh, just a, a quick note here, and this is kind of cool. Bruceville Eddie, ISD Superintendent Richard Kilgore, in his 37th year of education, by the way, I didn't realize Richard was that old, but yeah, I guess he is. Uh, he he's going to be uh, he's going to be representing Class 2A Region Three uh, on the UIL Legislative Council. This will be his fourth term, by the way. Uh, this region extends from Central Texas all the way to the Louisiana border, and you know this is the this is the rulemaking governing body component of uh, of the UIL, and is composed of 32 public school administrators and. He, they will work on amendments for ath, uh, for academics, music, and policy, and, of course, athletics. So uh, a decision-maker within the UIL Council. So good stuff for Richard Kilgore, former McLennan Community College assistant basketball coach under Ken DeWeese. 
many moons ago. So kind of good step there. Uh, let's see, 8.54. We are uh, six away from 9 o'clock here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward, anything exciting going on in your world today? Anything we need to know in the Ward White's world? Baylor baseball tonight. Six thirty tonight against Wright. That is kind of cool. I like to see that uh, the old Southwest Conference, you you know, and mm-hmm. maybe even some of the old Big Twelve stuff. I like to see. I'd love to see Baylor and A and M hook up in a three game series sometime. You know, that'd be kind of fun. I uh, could just kind of keep it all. You know, anytime you can get into old SWC mm-hmm. matchup, I'm mm-hmm. I'm in on. I'm with you. I totally get, I agree with you. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us on this uh, Tuesday morning. Anything you gonna watch the play in games tonight? Yes. I am too. That's what I'll be watching. I am too. I think it'll be fun. All right, uh, that is gonna do it for us. So I appreciate your time. As always, don't forget John's here at three, Matt is here at four, and we are back tomorrow morning at seven on ESPN Central Texas.